Good morning, everyone, and good morning those who are watching us online as well. This is probably the least attended Palm Sunday in any church in the history of humanity. But it also helps us to think of our values. Very important question today that I want to reflect on is, do you have values? Do you have values? We say sometimes that a person has values when we see that they're honest, when they live a life of integrity, and when they do the things that we, we think are good things to do. And we also say that someone does not have values when at any difficult situation they run away or they're not honest or we see their life is not a, a perfect example to us and what we ourselves value. And ironically, we want people to know us as having values and integrity. And what, how we do this is that our values guide our actions, and very often our actions reveal our values, despite the fact of wanting people to value us for our values, our actions reveal what those values really are. But at the heart of it, everyone has values. So the question is not, do we have values, but what are our values? There are three reasons to ask this question. Number one, when we ask ourselves what our values are, we begin to ask ourselves, why do we have these values? Why do we value the things that we value? Second, we're also led to ask ourselves, are these things truly worth, worthwhile? Are they the best values that we can hold today or in the future? And can we improve? And thirdly, what do these values say about us? So we all have values, and these allow us to grow spiritually, socially, financially, intellectually, and in many other ways. But unfortunately, also, the values we hold sometimes hinder us in the same way, socially, financially, intellectually, and in other ways of our life. So that's why it's very important to reflect on our values and reflect on what values we need to strengthen and what values we need to set aside. Think of an example in your life where you held something to be of great value, but then later on, maybe a year, two, or maybe even 10 years, realized that that was not really a great value at all. I think of many things in my life. One of them, maybe perhaps in hindsight, might sound a little humorous, but nonetheless, um, humorous moments in our life are also good lessons because sometimes we value things today and we have to also be open to the fact that in a few years we might not value those things. When I was in high school, perhaps, I'm not sure if it was in grade 9 or 10, Friends of mine were walking around and we saw a luxury car dealership. That's a pretty exciting thing when you're in high school, a luxury car dealership. And we walked into the showroom and the salesman just kind of looked at us, kind of wondering what are these kids doing in this car dealership? But we were fairly confident picking out the cars that we were going to buy eventually, not right now because all of us did not even have our driver's license yet. I myself walked around and picked a very nice red Porsche. I didn't have a credit card. I had very little in my bank account at the time. 
but I was convinced, and I convinced myself that I wanted to buy a car like this after I get my driver's license, within a few months maybe. Why? That's the important point. Why did I value that car? Well, in hindsight, I think about it, and it's good to unpack your values. Why? Number one, because I liked it. It's a nice car. I mean, there's not a, not a bad car, not an ugly car, not a beat-up car. I like the car. That was the number one reason. Very simple. Nothing very complicated. Number two, imagine driving into your high school parking lot with a red Porsche. I thought, you know what? This is going to be not only good, this is going to be great for my high school image, driving around with a red Porsche. Number three, this is a symbol of success. I've made it. By the time I'm grade 11, I've made it. I was already thinking of having it made. So all those things are actually very good things to think about. It's a good thing to think about your good image, what you like, and doing well in life. So I aligned my values to my actions. So I worked hard to try to get this car. But then, I realized that although those might be not really bad values, I wasn't, I didn't have a value of figuring out how to rob a bank or, or stealing something. I really valued something that was genuinely valuable. But then I realized that I don't need to spend that kind of money for what I perceived to be a value and for what I perceived to also be bringing me some sort of social benefit that was not truly a value. And finally, I did not need to be projecting a social sense of importance and success, not only at that young age, but actually at any age in my life. And then, eventually, I also realized that the kind of people that are impressed by these things are actually not worth impressing. Why would I spend years of my life trying to impress somebody whose values I don't even share? So, and I also realized that money like that could be better spent on my university education or something of even greater value. This was one of many examples in my life. And it's important to reflect on your life, on what is it that you value and why you value them and what you're doing to uphold those values and to have those values grow. Is it wrong to value a nice car? Nope. Is it, value, is it wrong to value all the other things that we value of material wealth? Nope. Is it wrong to value a nice car when you're high school but haven't finished university yet and don't even own a house? Well, that's for you to decide. I decided it was and I don't regret it. And that brings us down to the fact that you have to make that decision yourself for the things that you value and what percentage of time that you're putting and your efforts that you're putting into those things you value. When we do this, this brings us back to what I said before. This helps us to ask why do we value these things? Are they truly valuable? And what do they say about us? Today's readings in particular, focus on a contrast of values. We read in the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians 
that there was a great contrast between values that, that there are great, there's a great contrast between values that lead to joy and values that lead to anxiety. When you have joy in your life, think of why, think of why you have joy in your life. And when you have anxiety, think of what are the values that you are working hard to acquire that are leading you to a great level of anxiety. St. Paul tells us, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. All of us want to rejoice. Let all men know your forbearance. The Lord is at hand. The word forbearance, we don't use that word too often. But it means patience, self-control, restraint, and tolerance. These are the values that St. Paul tells us to focus on. And not only to do them, but to have them visible. To make sure that people know and that your life reflects the higher values that you hold. We all want to hold those values, but St. Paul tells us how. This epistle is very deep and every part of it unpacks this under, our, our healthy understanding of values. He says, how do we do this? In everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Prayer. Are we thankful for the things we have before we try to acquire things that are even bigger and better? St. Paul also tells us why. He tells us what, he tells us how, he tells us why. He says the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is why we need to not have anxiety, why we need to have forbearance and patience. But then St. Paul goes a step further. He shares with us the fruits of peace and patience and prayer and supplication and thanksgiving to God. When he says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Therefore, if you value your, your image, what you look like, looking impressive, you will live a life of anxiety because that is a moving target. You could look impressive one day, but the next not. You could feel you're really accomplished by acquiring a certain level of wealth, but then you find somebody who is not only a little wealthier than you, but much wealthier than you. You can work very hard to buy a very expensive watch or a very expensive car, but then you turn the corner and you find somebody who's bought one that is far more expensive and rarer than the one that, you've, that you worked so hard to get. St. Paul tells us, have no anxiety about anything. Are we chasing after things that we think are of value, but actually are of a very limited or temporary value? Things may be of value, but our faith reminds us to search for the higher values, like prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. Why? In order to keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, in order to be, to be able to focus on 
what is true, just, pure, lovely, gracious, excellent, and worthy of praise. And guess what? The gospel today also offers us a wonderful example of values. The gospel shows us the values of Jesus, Martha, Mary, Lazarus, G uh, Judas, the crowd, and the disciples. It starts off with a meal that Martha, Mary, and Lazarus prepared for Jesus. Yesterday we read the gospel of Lazarus being raised from the dead, and that is how we begin our Holy Week. In fact, we started yesterday, and we reminded ourselves that Jesus not only had the power to um, do miracles, multiplying fish and bread, not only was he a great teacher, but he also had the power over life and death. That puts the context for our entire week. So after Lazarus was raised from the dead, Martha and Mary hold a dinner for Jesus to show that they value him. They served him a meal. God, verse 2 tells us Martha served and Mary took a pound of costly ointment of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his, hair, his, his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the ointment. Look at every single word and look at the nuance and the importance of every single word that is presented here. What values do you see? We have values of hospitality. We have values of gratitude. And we have values of genuine love. There was ointment that was valuable that could have been used for something else. And this showed the value that was attributed to Jesus. And everyone was able not only to see this expression or this exchange of hospitality, but they were also able to taste it through the meal. And the gospel tells us the smell was smelled throughout the whole house. In other words, it was seen, it was tasted, and it was even smelled. These values of ours have this permeating um, power, this permeating effect, not only on us, but on those around us. The gospel also presents to us contrary values. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was to betray him, said, why was the ointment not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Then he said, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief. And as he had the money box, he used to take what was put into it. Therefore, Judas's values were shown, and the reason why he had those values were also explained in this gospel. Judas was not able to present anything valuable to Jesus. Judas did not value Jesus. And Judas, in fact, did not even value himself. And, and by doing all this, his values were known and seen to all those around him. And the effect of his values were shown in what happened by him killing himself. In addition to this, we also see a great show of values, not only in people, in the life of St. Paul, in the life of Judas, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, but most importantly, 
we reflect on the values of Jesus, especially as we prepare for the celebration of his death and resurrection. Jesus enters into Jerusalem on a donkey. Jesus shows his values to all those in the house, to all those in the crowds, and to all of us here today. The gospel tells us the next day a great crowd who had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Why is Jerusalem so important? Because it is the city of David. It is the city of the kings. What did they do? They took branches of palm and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. Why are these valuable? Because branches were a sign of victory. Jesus, entering into the city of kings, being welcomed by signs of victory. Well, what kind of victory is Jesus looking for? Is he looking to conquer Jerusalem or any other city? No, he is looking for a much more important victory. Jesus shows contrary values to what was expected of him. Verse 14 tells us Jesus found a donkey and sat upon it. As it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey. Why a donkey? Because the donkey is the symbol of service. It is not a symbol of power like a horse. Kings and emperors and those in power want to show off their horses. No one ever says, come and see my beautiful donkeys. No one. People spend thousands, if not millions of dollars on wonderful horses. But Jesus shows not that he values power, but that he values service. Jesus also shows that he is a different kind of king. There have been many kings before him, many rulers before him, many leaders before him. But he wants to show that he has different values and that he is a different kind of king. That he is a king that serves. And so he enters Jerusalem not to conquer the city, but to die and to rise in the city. And to remake what it means to be a leader and to be uh, a man or a woman of service. He could have entered in glory as other emperors and leaders did, but he had different values, different goals, and different ends, and those goals and ends resulted in greater and much different kind of fruit. Today's readings, especially during this time of the coronavirus shutdown, remind us to look at our values. Do you value money, fame, sports, travel, and your social life? Well, look around. They're all falling apart right before your eyes. Where have all these things led us, and where will these things lead us? Are they our savior? Are they the things that we value above all else? Or do we value prayer, learning, family, and genuine integrity and honesty? And what are we doing to nourish these despite these difficult times. Was it wrong for me to value a nice car, popularity, or finances? Nope. But it was very important for me to ask, 
at what price do these values cost? What price do these values, what price are these values costing me? The gospel, when we read it, is never meant to condemn us. Never meant to say, oh, look how terrible you are, look all about all the things that you're doing wrong. The gospel is meant to challenge us, to put some light on our actions, and to help us move closer to Jesus. The gospel also reminds us to be very patient with ourselves. At the end of today's gospel, St. John says his disciples did not understand this at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that this had been written of him and had been done to him. We need to be patient with ourselves. Whatever it is we value, if we change our minds, it's okay. Don't be afraid to challenge, don't be afraid to challenge yourself and to realign those values to the, to the values of Jesus. Today, we reflect on our values, and in particular, this week, we reflect on our values and see how well they compare to the values that Jesus showed us and that Jesus died to, um, to give us. We die to ourselves and live in Christ when we question our values and work to improve them. We ask ourselves today, um, what are our values? How well our values reflect what we believe? And we remind ourselves that we all have values to ask ourselves what they are. Are they leading us to joy or are they leading us to anxiety? Are these values making us and those around us any better? And what do they say about us? We all have values. Today is the time and the day to ask ourselves what they are and how we can be even better people, especially as we prepare to celebrate the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ.